Welcome back to episode 11 of the School Playbook Podcast. Uh, today, we're excited to welcome a special guest on today's episode. Uh, we're going to be interviewing Taylor Jensen. Uh, he works at Amazon, and we'll be learning more about what he does. Uh, for the first question I'd like to ask you, Taylor, is what do you do at Amazon for the people listening? How did you get there, and why do you work there? Uh, sure. Uh, so... Uh, I've been with Amazon about seven and a half years, and I work in an organization called Global Specialty Fulfillment, and it's the organization that runs all of Amazon's grocery supply chain. So if you've heard or read about Amazon Go, uh, Amazon Prime Now, Fresh, Pantry, there's a number of different offerings that we have that are kind of outside the core network. Um, so we run the supply chain for that organization. Really cool. I'm trying to remember. There, you... there were, yeah, there were two other questions in there. I think. What, what were the other two? Yeah, I was just wondering, how did you end up getting there, and like, why do you work there? Like, why do you want to work there? Yeah. So the second one, I started at Amazon out of graduate school. So uh, I got my undergrad at BYU for a few years, and then went to graduate school on the East Coast, and then they recruit pretty heavily out of the school that I went to. Uh, so okay. recruiters came by and I just interviewed with them a couple of times and uh, they made me an offer and I joined. So it was pretty straightforward coming out of school. The reason I've stayed for the seven years I've been there is I've um, I've enjoyed my time there quite a bit. The the caliber of people there I found is pretty high. So I've stuck around because of that. And then just the culture of the company uh, resonates with me quite a bit. So that's kind of the reason I've stayed. Okay, well then going along with that, with like the culture of the company, um, would you suggest other people to work there? Because I've heard a lot about like Amazon, like Amazon's great, working at Amazon sucks. Like what's your experience there? Yeah, my experience has been pretty positive, uh, but you're right, there is a lot of um, differing opinions about it. Uh, some people, it, I would say, and I think Amazon's pretty transparent about this, that the work environment and the culture is not for everybody. Not everybody's going to really fit in there. Um, I found for me that it works pretty well. And I think the reason it doesn't work sometimes for some people is just because the way that the company runs and the culture, it tends to run pretty fast. And it tends to be, um, can be a, kind of a stressful environment just because they, they have pretty high standards for the things that they do, and they make a lot of investments kind of like a startup does. And so when you combine a lot of investment and a lot of speed and a lot of smart people, inevitably uh, it causes tensions and kind of collisions in the company. So it can be a pretty stressful environment that way. But I think uh, a lot of people will do well there, and other people it just will be just feel overwhelming. I think, and that's why I think some people, it's just, it's not the right environment for them. Okay. Um, and then you mentioned your education. Uh, what did you go into? And would you say that your education was worth it to you? Yeah, so I got a master's degree in engineering and logistics uh, from MIT. And uh, it was for me, I guess what I do now is the supply chain logistics. So it fit pretty well with the kind of work that Amazon does. Uh, and for me, it was uh, very worth it. Uh, 
like the difference just in opportunity and pay and everything uh, was pretty good. So for me, the master's degree was very, very valuable. Hey Logan, you're muted. Thank you. Also, like, um, yeah, over to me. So, um, one of the things I was curious about: what are some of the benefits, like, uh, for you working at Amazon? Like, do you have any kind of benefits that you've acquired based on um, just being there for a long time? Because you said you're there for about seven and a half years. Or are there any kind of um, benefits that you've accumulated from Amazon um, based on just some, like, just some uh, form of merit, just being a good hard worker or anything like that? When you say benefits, do you mean things like uh, vacation time, that kind of thing, or more intrinsic benefits? Uh, both. Yeah, so I think the benefits package is typical for what you'd find at a, a technology company in North America. Like, they're pretty generous vacation and flexible work hours, things like that. Um, paternity leave has been a big one. <laughs> for our family because we have quite a few kids so uh, we get a couple months off when we have kids um, which has been great what was the question Logan um, how many kids do you have uh, so I have six and we've oh, had four of them while I've been at Amazon um, and they they have uh, each time we do we get a couple months paid time off so that's really been great <laughs> so the benefits have been great and then I do feel like I've learned a great deal there uh, just because the breadth of what they do and the speed at which they move, it's been kind of a continuing of my education for a number of years. So uh, for me, it's been, again, a really a positive experience. That's really good to hear. Um, just going along with that, um, so you said that it's very positive for you. You've had a lot of good events. Have there been any moments of conflict that you might have had in your workspace, um, whether that be with a coworker or a manager, or even if it was like, um, if it was just a situation, if there was a circumstance that was really frustrating, is there any kind of like conflict that you've had um, that you've been able to resolve? Yeah, so, <laughs> I would say Amazon conflict is is very common, and it it's not seen at Amazon as a necessarily a bad thing. Even one of the they have these they call them leadership principles that kind of define what the company values. And one of the principles is disagree and commit. Which the the point of the principle is that is if you disagree with something, you should speak up and say that you disagree. Uh, and then in the end, if if the company decides to go in a certain direction you have to commit to, to the decision that gets made in the end but disagreement is uh, very common um and so I, I wouldn't call it conflict so much there there is i suppose some of that as well there's these tension points between teams uh, but disagreement is pretty common and i've even up through like i'll i feel at liberty to disagree with my boss or my boss's boss or all the way up the chain if i disagree with something um, I'm happy to voice it. And Amazon values that rather than tries to shy away from it. Uh, they're more of the opinion that like, let's get all the ideas and the disagreements out on the table and debate it and try to find the right answer 
um, regardless of whose idea it was. Like if the idea came from the janitor, if it's the right one, we should use that one. And so that's kind of just the way that the culture runs. Um, so yeah, I could give you like a thousand examples of disagreements and conflicts that I've had over the years. Yeah, that's really cool that they they value that honesty at a company so large also, you know, that's one of their core principles. That's really, um, that's something that I really enjoyed. Um, so one of the big questions I think that a lot of people have um, just in general, and one of them that I had for you was how with all the different, you know, current events that are going on, especially with the pandemic, how has um, work been for you? Like what is your workspace and how has that changed? Um, just in this last year. Yeah. So like any retailer, uh, Amazon got hit pretty hard. Everybody did. Uh, and especially because we were in the grocery space, we had uh, just stockouts, right? Like you have the cheap pictures in the news, right? Or you can just walk into a store when it started picking up and just all the shelves are wiped out. It was like that at our fulfillment centers and our distribution center. Oh, wow. uh, so it wiped out all of our inventory, uh, which, which was great because you saw this huge spike of demand, right? We sold a lot of stuff, and, but it was it was pretty hard. And what it did is accelerate a lot of our build plans. Like we we have these capacity plans that look out into the future a few years that will say we're going to build X number of buildings on this timeline. And when COVID hit, like we saw this surge in demand. And so we had to kind of pull forward some of those plans to have more capacity in our network. To handle it and uh, so yeah it was it was pretty stressful across the board not just at Amazon I think for everybody in the retail industry uh, had a lot of um, <laughs> went through a, a, quite a bit of pain I think with COVID yeah yeah and what where are you working from home or do you still work in the office or how did that kind of um, play out for you yeah so I I started with Amazon in one of their fulfillment centers, like these buildings that employ uh, thousands of people and ship uh, millions and millions of boxes uh, to customers. I kind of started as a frontline manager, managing groups of 50 or 100 or a couple hundred people. And then from there, I moved to a corporate role in Seattle. So I started in Reno, Nevada, did that for a couple of years, moved to Seattle, did a corporate role in some couple operations groups. And then about three years ago, I moved remote. And that's where I am today. So I've been working remote for three or four years, just working from home in my basement. Um, Amazon's pretty flexible that way, has been with me, which has uh, been really great. Yeah, and I'm sure that flexibility is wonderful for you and your family because you have that time that you can spend with your family, you know, no matter what the circumstance. So, yeah, um, that's pretty cool. Um, um, Michael, I did do you have, have a any question. Uh, I was just wondering. For like, what would you suggest to people? Like, how do you suggest people get into Amazon? Like, in different places, like, is education yeah. in some places the better way to go, or is it just better to apply and like something like that? Yeah, it it kind of depends on what kind of role you want. If you want um, like a corporate role or um, like a salaried role, then education is going to be pretty important, and then. Um, they, they're pretty selective about the people that they bring on board. And so uh, education is one. You have to be able to show a pretty good track record of things that you've done in your previous roles or jobs, uh, typically. 
Uh, and then the, what Amazon typically does when they interview people is they'll have a panel of four or five people that will each interview the person for an hour, 45 minutes, and they'll just go over the leadership principles. So for example, one of the leadership principles I said is disagree and commit. So we'll ask a bunch of questions around, show me, give me an example of when you demonstrated that principle in your previous jobs that you've had. And then we try to assess if we think they align with the company based on how well they stack up against those principles that we value. So uh, that's kind of a long-winded answer, but education and having a good track record of things you've done for sure is gonna be necessary. And then being aligned with the company uh, values or leadership principles and demonstrating them. Uh, that's just how we evaluate if people are, we'll bring them on board. Okay, so from the sounds of it, it sounds like they're a very selective company, but with that, it's like a really good working environment because everyone has the same goals-ish. Yeah, it's, um, again, I think it's a, a really great place for for people that have kind of a certain profile. Some people, and not the, and, and I think it's okay, some people will probably just not be as happy there um, just because it, it kind of takes a certain, um, like amount of drive and uh, rigor um, to be successful there. And you kind of have to like that. You kind of have to like a fast paced environment uh, where there's uh, things like a lot of data, a lot of movement, a lot of invention, a lot of investment. So if you like that kind of atmosphere, you'll do really well. Some people are just not built that way and that, that's okay. Like it doesn't mean that they're worse or less smart even. There's plenty of smart people that would just prefer a little bit more maybe um, collegiate or friendly type of atmosphere where things are a little bit more predictable. And and that's okay. Uh, just Amazon, that's just not the way that they filter. Okay, thank you. Michael, um, yeah, what totally. questions do you got? That was, no, it's pretty interesting. Um, but from like a high school standpoint, I know a lot of us um, are kind of uncertain with our careers. Um, a lot of our viewers, too, in the, the teenage range don't particularly know what they want to do. And they have all these sort of like conceptions about what a career is like. Um, so when you were in high school for you, what were some of those those things? Because you have some some experience now being in a career um, and also having the, had the experience to to go to high school. So what was that kind of transition like and how did that change your mind, mindset, basically? Yeah. Yeah, so coming out of high school, I had I didn't even know that the field of logistics and supply chain existed. Um, so coming out of high school, I think at the time, like I, I liked to play the piano. I wasn't even that good at it, but I think my declared major was music or something when I came out of high school. Really? Uh, just because I didn't really have a clue <laughs> what I wanted to do. And even in college, I moved between a lot of different things. Like I, I did engineering type stuff, uh, like physics. I looked at doing business like finance or accounting. I looked at, I can't even remember, probably 10 different things. And I kind of fell into construction management was what I majored in just because that's what my dad had done. And I kind of had given up on everything else. And then I just said, well, I guess I'll just do construction because it kind of has some business and some engineering. So I kind of just fell into it. Uh, I didn't love it, but I thought, well, I'll just do it. I have to do something. And then it wasn't until even a few years after I graduated that I got into a company that did logistics. And that's when I discovered this is actually awesome. Like, I love this. 
And then that's what, from there, I worked in that for two years and then went back to get a master's degree in it. And that's kind of kick-started my career um, from there. So yeah, it, I had no idea coming out of high school either. Um, I, I think there's probably some people that do really know what they want to do and what they're interested in. I think a lot of people, you just haven't been exposed to enough stuff to really know what's out there and the different options that there are for careers. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, I think that's true, totally true for me. So I think what you're saying there is that, you know, we should try as like high school students, we should try new things and expand our horizons that way by, by going back and forth, looking at all of the possibilities and trying to find something that we enjoy doing. I, I think so. Like, again, there's probably some people that really just are, just know pretty well, even from a younger age, what they want to do and what their interests are. I think probably most people that's not quite the case. It takes them a while of trying things. So I think it is good just to go broad in interest, even in high school. Um, like certainly you want to, there's the core things around math and science and uh, reading and writing, of course. But outside of that, the more exposure you can get to other things in technical fields um, in computer science or statistics or who knows what it is, right? History or literature or teaching or there's so many things out there that I think it is good to go broad in high school and in college just to kind of see what's out there that you might have an interest for. Again, for me, it took me until I was like 27 or 28 before I, I landed in that field. And then I found, oh, this is this this really matches my personality and this is what I like to do. And from there, it was um, like that kind of made the decisions easier on where I wanted to go. Awesome. Thank you so much. All right. Well, um, yeah, I just have a few questions. Um, these are more specific questions about the company. My mom works at FedEx, and, like, so I hear a bunch of stuff about how um, how the company is doing and stuff like this. But um, I know I know some companies, like Walmart, are trying to make all shopping online eventually, um, from clothes to fruit to, like, whatever. You would just buy it online. Uh, there would be no in-person shopping. Um, obviously, Amazon is uh, more ahead of this than, you know, other companies. But do you think they're prepared to compete with these companies and grow in this direction? And, like, also, what do you think the future will hold as far as shopping is concerned? Because uh, for me personally, I couldn't imagine not going to the, the grocery store, you know, just to pick up some milk. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. If, if I knew the answer to that, I would um, probably become very rich in the stock market. It, like, <laughs> who knows where all this will land? But I think you see most companies kind of taking a dual approach. Like you have Walmart does. They have a obviously they call it, would call it a brick and mortar presence, right? They have physical stores and they're expanding their online offerings. Amazon is coming from the other way, where they started with the online and now they're expanding their brick and mortar offerings, right? They've just launched a couple of grocery stores uh, called Amazon Fresh. They have Amazon Go. So I think most companies are gravitating to becoming hybrid where they do both. Uh, and I like, I don't think online is going away anytime soon. Like that's going to continue to grow. Um, so how big it gets, I don't know. But I, 
it's it's still a very small part. If you look at online as a percentage of total sales in the United States or in the world, it's still a small fraction of all of the retail sales that are logged. So there's a lot, there's an awful lot of space for it to continue to grow in the future. And there's an awful lot of companies that are going to have a piece of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, I never really thought about the ideal being both. That's interesting. I really like that. Um, yeah, if anybody wants to work at Amazon, what would be your advice to them as far as like maybe like education or um, interests or something like that? Yeah, like just in general, not just for Amazon, but just in the world in general, the, the more technical roles, they're – Society just values them so much. And there's, and you can see this just if you look at like pay scales for people that have technical backgrounds in engineering, uh, software engineering, especially. And I don't think, like, I would imagine those are continue to become more and more valuable over time or stay the same. Like, I, I don't imagine anytime soon that people are going to say, oh, we have too many engineers in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because there's so much demand for them. So, like if I was going to go back and do it again, I would probably try to do something a little bit more technical because um, I've ended up in a technology company. Um, but I think Amazon especially tends to be uh, pretty technical in terms of data and any kind of programming skills are going to be a plus. Uh, so all of those things I think are true. Um, the, if again, not maybe not everybody's, you may not have interest in it, but if, if you do want to work for a technology company, the more technical background you can get, programming and computer science that kind of thing can only help even things like statistics mathematics um all of those things that's i would include those when i say technical right all of those things are so valuable in the economy today yeah no honestly i, I mean technology has only grown um you know in the past few years we've seen unprecedented growth in the technological abilities um of our you know smartphones or our computers or really anything and all of that requires those those technical skills so it is it is a wise investment to uh you know get some education in that if you're interested um one more thing uh what are some I, I, my mom works at fedex and uh you know she she faces certain challenges that like you know other individuals normally wouldn't working for such a big company. Um, are there any like challenges like that that you face as well? Uh, just because, do you mean like um, just because of the size of the company, like bureaucracy? Yeah, yeah just because of the size. Like, like let's say like, you know, another state is being affected. Um, I, I know my mom, the East Coast was being greatly affected during uh, COVID. So what ended up happening is everyone was shipped to the West Coast and then like more things would get delayed and that would mean more work for her. Have you ever had like something like that happen where it was like intercontinental or something like that? Uh, For sure. Supply chains today are so spread and so interconnected that disruptions anywhere can impact you, right? Like COVID impacted everybody. And so every supply chain around the world and everything uh, had these huge uh, problems. Um, But just the way the supply chains run today, a a small event in China or in Asia 
can end up impacting you, the product that you can source, um, your in-stock rates, all of those things like across the world. So that, that's just the way that it goes today. <laughs> that's just the way that supply chains have evolved to be so connected and so large. So mm -hmm. FedEx and Amazon are going to have the same problem, right? These macroeconomic trends or events that happen uh, will affect them. And COVID being a prime example, and that, that wasn't just then, it hit everybody really hard across the world. Yeah. Yeah, that's super interesting to me. All right. Uh, Dave, you got any questions? Um, yeah, I only have one question. Um, but I just want to ask, are there any pieces of advice that or things you've learned from experience specifically working on Amazon? Um, yeah, there'd be so many. It'd take a long time to explain them all. I, like, I think the one that resonates the most is just the 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 leadership principles that they have some of them for example like a customer obsession is one where they really put a value on making sure that the customer experience is good even if it means that they need to lose money in the short term so i i think some of things like that like the focus on the customer i think um has been huge for amazon like that's just the way they built the company uh there's a lot of things like that, just the culture around data analysis. And um, they have another one called Dive Deep, where it just means like you really need to get into the details of things. So those, I think, are uh, two examples. Okay. That was, that was pretty good advice. Like, I know from, uh, like, my dad works in some business, and he's always said that customer experience is really important. Um, because in like a lot of companies in general, uh, people are going to decide to um, invest in a company that like gives them a good experience. So that makes sense. Yeah. Awesome. So for the last question, I was um, that we've been asking everyone that we interview, if you could go back in time, what advice would you give to high school you? Yeah, I think uh, probably two things that I said previously. One is just I think it's good to go broad in what you do, the classes you take, things that you learn. Things like this with this podcast where you just are getting exposure to a lot of different things. I think that's really good just because there, there are so many things out there, at least for me, you guys may be uh, more well-rounded than I was, but I just didn't have any concept of supply chain and logistics or all of these careers that are out there. I just had, had no idea that these kinds of things existed. So I think the more broad you can go, the better. Like it can only help as you're making decisions about where you want to take your life and your career. Um, so I think that's one. And then uh, second is just it, like it, it may not seem like it now, but all that time to really learn the technical skills, um, and just to do well in your classes and learn how to write and learn how to um, create things that are really polished, whether it's a paper or a math problem or whatever it is, like investing the time, uh, it, it will pay dividends later. Like it, it's maybe hard to see in the short term, but over time, as you accumulate a lot of effort and a lot of hard work in your classes and everything, uh, it just makes you stronger. And eventually it starts to pay dividends in the future. So. 
I think it's good the kind of things that you guys are doing. Um, eventually, it will like you'll be glad you did it and you worked hard for these things. Okay, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you yeah, for thank you. for everything. I think that's all the time we have for today. Thank you so much, um, Taylor, for for everything for coming out of the show. Um, we've learned a lot from you, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. So. Yeah, my pleasure. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Our pleasure. Thank you. Now, don't forget to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. We also have platforms on YouTube and Amazon. Um, and also, stay tuned for next week when we'll interview one of our favorite teachers, Mrs. Cannon. Thank you, guys.